Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Lance's House of Sports. Don't forget to rate the podcast, share it with a friend, and tune in weekly for weekly podcasts. And we're live! Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another crazy episode of Lance's House of Sports. I'm your host, Lance Wyatt, and we are going to get right into the thick of things with the NFL playoffs. Of course, I got my boy joining me. Back as always, Ben Gabriel. Welcome back to the show, boy. You ready to talk football? You know it. You know it. Yeah. You want to you wanna hype up your boys real quick? They're on a bit of a scare this past week. Uh, Lamarless Ravens, once again, um, and the Bengals were able to squeak by in a 24-17 win at home against the Ravens. Um, before we keep getting into the, everything else, I want to prioritize this for you because you are my friend, and I, I don't know, I just love doing this on the show. But how'd you feel about the wild card matchup? The Bengals? The Bengals. It was fine. Hard to beat a team back-to-back, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I, I like mean, I don't know. Everybody, everybody's shitting on the Bengals for almost losing to Tyler Huntley, but... He played the best game he played all year. They have like one of the best defenses in the league. Yeah, I don't know. I think people uh, underestimate the Ravens a little bit. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, you got to give Tyler Huntley his credit. He played really well. Two hundred twenty-six yards, two touchdowns, with fifty-four on the ground. I mean, that's better than what I expected against the the Bengals defense. But they also got roughed up a little bit. They had a couple injuries this past weekend. Uh, do you have any updates on them? I know Mike Hilton went down. Um, I don't know the was Eli Apple one of them as well or no it was I'm imagining that it was just Jonah. but there was another player as well it was was jo- Jonah Williams Jonah Williams left tackle yep that's right he's that's right. But he was struggling before he got injured anyways yeah he was yeah. I mean him and the backup are equal in my opinion you think so yeah okay well that's I, inter- I mean obviously it hurts chemistry and stuff he hasn't played with those guys all year but we only had two of our like starters that. From the beginning two of, of the, the five, season. yeah, yeah. We only had two of the five starters. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's, left after the game. I mean, that's always how it works in the NFL. Like your week one team's never going to be your playoff team, and they just got to work with what they got. But hey, they scraped by and they got the win, and they're going up against you know a team that they were supposed to play a couple weeks ago. Everyone thinks how they ruled the outcome as a no contest, basically in that game, was bullshit. It was bullshit. Bengals versus Bills in Buffalo. I mean, I think the Bills are destined. Um, <laughs> I like it. But they but they also <laughs> survived a scare against Skylar Thompson and the Dolphins. I mean, that was I mean, they were winning the entirety of that game, but they were letting the Dolphins hang around all game long and <sighs> Bills Bengals, what do you think? I mean, taking the Bengals. Been taking them all year. Not going to stop now. <laughs> I mean, this is obviously we're going to keep talking about it go away, bring it back up as we go through these topics, but I mean, there's got to be a first you know, first thing that comes to your mind when you think, I right, Bengals going on the road, um, Orchard Park playing one of the best quarterbacks in the league, Joe Burrow, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He's got to be playing with a type of edge. What is, what's the one thing you want to see from this, from this team? Um, not to win the game, but to put themselves in the right place to succeed in this game in Buffalo. I mean, Joe Burrow has to play probably the best game he's played all season. Defense has to step up. You know, you're playing a great offense, probably Second best quarterback in the league, top five wide receiver. I don't know. I really like the Bengals though. Every time Joe Burrow gets put in a game where it's like, oh, this is a game the Bengals lose. Like, see, but who says he prevails? Who says that, dude? Everybody. Whenever we play the Chiefs, they always think we're gonna lose. 
Whenever we play, when we played the Bills, we were underdogs at home. Now here you guys are back again in the divisional round uh, at five and a half point dogs in Buffalo. I mean, I don't know. See, you know I'm going with Buffalo in this game, but I have all the respect in the world for the Bengals. I think they're one of the best teams in the league. But when you look at it from head to toe, I just think. What is why, Buff- why is Buffalo better? Huh? Why is Buffalo just better? Because it's Josh Allen. Is that and Stephon? I is mean, he that much better than Joe Burrow. I, th- I just think offense, he's that much of an impact. The, the Bengals' way, offense, the way, the way he's able to get Dawson Knox, Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis. They didn't have Isaiah McKenzie last week, and then their run game is underrated with Devin Singletary and James Cook in the backfield. No, they um, suck. It's underrated. They suck. They suck. They suck. <laughs> they suck. They suck. <laughs> I mean, yes. come on. Like Devin, that's Singl- just, Devin Singletary is like one of the I get worst. it. They're not. I get Devin it. They're not. Devin Singletary is one of the worst starting RBs in the league. Do you know what they were in the league? He had like seven hundred and eighty. Do you know what yards. they were in the league in rushing yards? Dude, it's because Josh Allen gets all their rushing yards. Okay, has- and that was right when you were about to cut me off, and I said Josh Allen is able to do it in any way you need him to <laughs> sling it short, deep, sideways, vertical, and if nothing's there, he can just break the whole pocket down and escape that shit and run for 10, 15, 20, however much he's needed. He's that dog and he's got it in him. And dude, not when, when push comes to shove, I think he gets it done this year. And you know, it started with that Dolphins game in the scare and now he's back at home against the Bengals in another really tough matchup. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go with him. I am. That's um, fine. I just I, you were telling you were saying head to toe. Uh, you know, if you're looking player at player position by position, the Bengals are a better team. Uh, I mean, absolutely. Without Von Miller, with without all the injuries, to without Buffalo. Von Miller, with, without, without Micah Hyde, injuries, that's yeah. not true. Okay, without but, all okay, injuries, you could say true. Yeah, but you but said still, it yourself. It's, still, you're we'll not. See. You're never gonna have the same we'll team. We'll see. We'll see how Joe Burrow does uh, getting into all his position players. I'm sure you don't know this. The Bengals rushing yards per game this season. Low. Yeah. Low. Twenty ninth. Low. I never, I never said the Bengals had a good rushing attack. So I don't know. You're kind of acting like they're two dimensional on offense as well. But the Bills got a pretty simple game plan here, going into Sunday. No, they do not. Yes, they do. No, they don't. That's I, that's I say, that's, a, say, that's a bad. I take. say you make T. Higgins beat you, for sure. And he will. I mean, top he, twelve receiver in the league. I mean, the real thing is you got to let him run all day on you, and you can't let him pass. But if yeah. you're not, but you know they're going to be passing. Joe Burrow's probably going to throw it how many times? Forty five times. Forty. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's yeah. Yeah. And I'm he's saying forty five. Yeah. He'll have like three fifty. He's going to get the ball off, and I say you got to, you know, if you want to go into a guy, you want to go into T Higgins, and I, I know he could tear him up, but Smart Gabe Chase. Davis can tear him up too. I mean, he he just had a great game that is last week i mean like i mean the Bengals secondary is beat up so i wouldn't be surprised they know? they're kind of fluky sometimes they're beat up we're there. missing four defensive starters on the backfield Shadobi awuzie is going to be out jonah williams is going to be out probably alex cap is going to be out He's not on i know defensive i know those are often those are both offensive linemen but mike hilton got hurt in that game did. uh von bell got hurt in that game i think okay maybe he was the other guy i was yeah of. But I looked at the injury report today, and none of them are listed as questionable, except for Alex really? Kappa and Joe, Jonah Williams. Let me pull that up real quick. It's just two guys on our injury report. Really? That aren't on the IR. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you brought up Alex Kappa. He's questionable. Jonah Williams is questionable. Trey Flowers is questionable. Yeah, he's mid. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you're right. I mean, there's a bunch of guys on here, but a lot of them are IR. Jonah Williams is also questionable. Yeah. Very interesting. It's going to be a know. good game. That yeah. five and a half point spread is very disrespectful. 
I know. Joe, I don't know, but that you know. I know Joey B has seen it. You know, I'm the type of guy that says Vegas knows everything. Yeah, I mean, we're not losing by more in the field. We lose. I mean, losing by <laughs> a touchdown wouldn't be the craziest thing in the world. You know, like no, tie ball game yeah. and it left. It wouldn't. I mean, it's going to be a great game. Um, we're going to talk a little more about this game in a minute, but of course we've got to talk about the rest of the wild card games. And I mean, I'm going to stay in the AFC here, but that Chargers Jaguars game. I mean, is it a Chargers choke job or? Do, should we give the credit to the Jaguars for that incredible comeback? Because for those that don't know, the Chargers were winning that game 27-0 late in the second quarter. They were up 24-0. Uh, Trevor Lawrence threw his fourth pick, and the Chargers had it first and goal. They settled for a field goal, um, and to end the half, the Jaguars drove down the field and scored a touchdown um, to set them up for the second-half comeback, and they ended up winning that game 31-30. to I don't even know what to think of this game. It was a completely different game in the first half to the second half. Four picks in the first half for Trevor Lawrence, and then he comes back in the second half and throws three touchdowns to add to the total of the one he had to end the first half. And, I mean, Justin Herbert, he looked like he was doing a tremendous job in the first half, and in the second half he just went flat. And obviously so did their whole offense. I mean, you think they just got too conservative there and it just fell apart? Because I do not know what to think of this game. But now the Jaguars are out here moving on, and they're going to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs this weekend. There's no like good way to, to put it, I guess. Brandon Staley sucks. Uh, Trevor Lawrence in the second half looked better than Justin Herbert did. Yeah, he did. It but was a just, lot of things. The Chargers defense like had a meltdown. Yeah, they did. All the touchdowns. Their offense the, had a meltdown. All the uh, touchdowns that the Jaguars had, like it seemed like the players were wide open. Yeah. Besides, like the last one, but it'll still like an open receiver, like put it yeah. on target and it's touchdown. Like, I mean, I agree that Brandon Staley, he's right back on the hot seat now, right? I mean, yeah, he's more than on the hot seat. I'm a fan of him, but ugh, I mean, they already they just fired their offensive coordinator, they just fired their QB coach. I mean, is he the next guy out? They just what are they waiting for? Maybe I think a new OC will get the job done. You think? I guess. I don't. I mean, I'm. They, I feel like they would have fired him with everybody else. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. No, I, I don't know. It's just definitely weird. You don't see that a whole lot. But, yeah. I mean, this outcome for the Chargers this season, it was just – I mean, I know we talked about it last week, maybe a couple of weeks ago. Like, yes, making, making the playoffs was obviously what they wanted, but losing in the first round to the Jaguars, that was not in reach for them. A lot of people were thinking they were the Bengals of last year. You know, they have a chance to make a run. They have a type of team that can do it. But they fell short once again. And I don't know – Staley, I'm just, I'm a big fan of him. I always say it, but I was not impressed with that second <laughs> half, without a doubt. I mean, 27 old hole, it's just, you know, can't believe things like that. Absolutely ridiculous. Outside of that game, um, Seahawks 49ers, I mean, the Seahawks were keeping it tight in the first half. They went down like 14, 16, I don't know, something like that. They came back to take the lead, and then, uh, but in the second half, it was all 49ers outscoring the Seahawks 25-6. to six. I mean, I was close. I was saying, watch out for the Seahawks. They gave, they had them in the first half, gave them a little run for the money. But <laughs> I mean, the better team prevailed in the second half. It's what you got to expect, right? But you always got to toss those crazy picks out there. Brock Purdy, man, how about that rookie, Mister Irrelevant quarterback? I mean, he's just—is he going to be a Forty Niners starter next year? <laughs> you think they keep him and get rid of Lance and Garoppolo? Who knows what they do with that? I think I think these playoff games definitely will have an outcome in it. I mean, yeah, they won the first round. But forty one I mean, points. I think that, yeah. yeah. Three hundred passing yards, we'll three see. touchdowns. We'll see. They got a they got a bit of a more difficult matchup next week going up against the Cowboys who just dominated the Bucks team um in every which way, um, winning that game thirty one to fourteen. 
But uh, before we go away from that game, what do you think of the Seahawks? They had a pretty impressive season, though. <laughs> Got to give them credit. Why are you shaking your head at me laughing? Is I don't that know. Why, I don't know why we're Come talking. On. About, I just don't know why we're talking about the Seahawks. What do you mean? <laughs> he obviously likes the Seahawks. <laughs> I, I like all teams. I try and talk about everybody on this show. I mean, you got to give credit where it's due. And Geno Smith, he had a great season. No one expected any of this from him. And I mean, Kenneth Walker too. He had to come up halfway through the season, uh, potential offensive rookie of the year. I mean, they got DK, they got Lockett, they got plenty of potential. They got the draft picks. They got all the Broncos picks. <laughs> so, I mean, you got to think they got a great future ahead of them. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna have a good future. They played a well. They played a solid game this past weekend. They just you know they went up against a great team that is bound to make a Super Bowl run. Yeah, I mean, they have the fifth pick in the draft. Probably be what C.J. Stroud. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Gino's old, dude. They're gonna draft C.J. Let Gino play another year. Let CJ, you know, be the apprentice. I don't think CJ is going to fall to five, anyways. So no, you think he's been? Where do you think he's going? I think he's going to Indianapolis. Four, mm-hmm. above a Levis. Above Levis, <laughs> yes. If if Will Levis goes ahead of CJ Stroud, I don't know. I think the scouting thing is not flawed, but oh, it's flawed. definitely flawed. You, you know, like. For I mean, Zach Wilson's a great explanation at hand for that, but I don't. I mean, come on. Maybe I'm just I'm underrating him a little. I bit. I don't think Will Levis is that good. Him. But I'm I'm, I'm just me. based on the off the mock drafts that I saw. Uh, I don't know. Will Levis. Mock Le- I Will have Le- right here. It's Will the Levis Colts going nine. Love the Will Levis. Colts love Will Levis. They love Will Levis. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've what I've been reading. Huh. I don't know. That's interesting. I I I mean, whether they love him or not, he seems like a Colts guy. Come on. Yeah, he does. He's no, a Colts quarterback. Tall, white guy, sits you in the describe pocket. Describe Peyton Manning. That's yeah, all you're doing. No, Peyton Manning, <laughs> Nick Foles, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz isn't like big. He's big like six four. I don't know. We're getting a little <laughs> off topic here. <laughs> Will Levis is but, going to the Colts. But let's let's. Uh, I mean, we're going to talk about all these games in a second. So obviously, we got this 49ers Cowboys matchup. That's one of my favorite matchups on the day. Um, but you know, the one we haven't talked about yet. And Chris would kill us for leaving it for last. But hey, Chris, it's best for last, right? It's best for last. Is it time to give Danny Dimes and Brian Dable and company some props? I mean, I know it's just the Vikings, but they played a really good game. And Daniel Jones was impressive. He probably had one of his best games of the season. Yeah, I'd say that. I he, mean, he played tremendous in my eyes. And I mean, but I mean, on the other hand, I think Kirk Cousins played a good game too. Just, you know, on that last drive, he didn't make the right decision. And it ended up costing him. But, nah, I mean, I'm giving credit to the Giants, and I'm not counting them out this weekend against the Eagles on Saturday night. I'm not. I'm not. I'm counting them out. But, I mean, I mean, he had 300 passing yards to go along with 78 rushing yards. I do think they need to get Saquon the ball a little bit more. Only nine carries, 53 yards. I mean, he was averaging six a carry. Yeah, I mean. But I think, I think they're going to let Danny it. run. <laughs> well, I mean. But the reason Danny's running is because it's a design pass play, you know? So it's just... Yeah, I mean, the receivers don't get open. They do so have a couple design runs. Yes. No, the receivers no. did a pretty solid job, in my opinion. Like, How about Isaiah Hodgins, man? Cool. Like, Is he, he just whatever? He's whatever. He actually okay. is whatever. I know these guys <laughs> aren't special, but you'd like... Richie James. How the playoffs work is when you're hot and you have the right system going and you're flowing well on offense. Like, who cares who the names are? I guess, but when they go up at... <laughs> Say they make it to the NFC Championship and they have to go up a team like the 49ers with all that talent. Like that, at some point, talent does beat talent. 
Well, obviously, they're all in the NFL. They're, they're all professional athletes. Of course, but... they're going to get stumped eventually. I do not think they make the Super Bowl. That is not what I'm saying. <laughs> but, you know, we get through all those games. I didn't say it. The Giants did end up winning that game 31-24. to It was a competitive game. It was a back-and-forth game. Just consistent scoring, about a touchdown or so each quarter for each team. Um, but the Giants were able to get the last laugh. They got the last score. And they were able to get the stop on defense. And now they're traveling to Philadelphia to take on an NFC East rival in the Philadelphia Eagles. But before we talk about this breakdown and see which one's our favorite, the reason why my first instinct is why I think the Giants can compete in this game and possibly pull off the upset is because Jalen Hurts' shoulder injury. I really, like, he didn't play great on that last week of the regular season. And then he sat out for two weeks. He has another stiff week. They just took him off the injury report on Tuesday. But who knows how he's feeling, 100% or not. But I think that's a key factor because it is his throwing shoulder. Yeah, so that, I mean, for Jalen, that's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. Who knows how he's feeling? I know he's off the injury report now, but I don't know. I think it's, it's going to be a bigger factor than people think. So now that, now that we have all these games, we've discussed all the wild card games, I'm just laying down the, laying down the framework for you guys. Um, on Saturday, we got Jaguars traveling to Kansas City, taking on the Chiefs. Chiefs are an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, you got the Giants traveling to Philadelphia on Saturday night. Eagles are a seven-and-a-half-point favorite as we speak currently. Um, and then you got the Sunday games. Um, your Bengals traveling to Buffalo, taking on the Bills. Bills are a five-and-a-half-point favorite. And then it's rounded out on Sunday at 6.30 Eastern time, I believe, um, Cowboys at 49ers. 49ers are a four-point favorite. It's a good day of football. <laughs> a couple great days of football. <laughs> but out of those four matchups, which one's your favorite? Most entertaining. I know you're going to have a little bit of bias here, but try, you know, do your best. No, I'm thinking about it because the 49ers are an entertaining team with Because whatever you say, I'm gonna, I got another one to bounce Samuel. off. I'm probably still going to say the Bengals just because they never got to play that game. And just like what happened when they did try to play the game, yeah, I feel like it definitely has some, you know, people don't just forget that happened three yeah. weeks ago. I feel like it's going to be entertaining. It's going to go back and forth. I feel like it'll be high scoring. But that 49ers-Dallas game is super intriguing just because of how good Dallas looked. Yeah. You know, Dak threw five touchdowns <laughs> or had five total. Yeah, four and one. Yeah, yeah the uh, the bootleg. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with you, but I'm gonna disagree with you just so I can say another game, you know, because they're all entertaining in my eyes. Um, but I would also have the Bengals Bills, but strictly because of the quarterback matchup. I mean, I don't think there's a quarterback matchup just like the Joe Burrow versus Josh Allen matchup that we're gonna get because, you know, Josh Allen hasn't gotten to what Joe Burrow's gotten yet in his career. It's kind of crazy to say that. Yeah. Um, and I mean, their stats are pretty similar. Um, Josh Allen even had more turnovers this year. I mean, he's he's got more rushing yards, obviously, but when we're talking about their passing, I mean, they're very similar in that category. Um, Joe Burrow already in his second year in the league, um, he's made it to a Super Bowl, so he has that Super Bowl appearance. But these are two of the top four, if not better, honestly, quarterbacks in the NFL today. I do the um, top three. I mean, it's really tough. I mean, it's really tough. Yeah. I'm just going to say the name, like, you know, Pat, Josh, Joe. Um, Lamar, Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert. But, you know, Justin Herbert's probably off that for me now after that playoff <laughs> performance, honestly. But but that's why that would probably be the craziest game for me. But outside of that, I mean, it's Cowboys 49ers. Obviously, that Sunday slate is absolutely ridiculous. But I just think, in my opinion, 
you know, I had the Eagles beforehand, but I think I'm going to switch. And I think whoever wins this game goes to the Super Bowl in the NFC. I just think, you know, with the way the Cowboys looked against the Buccaneers. Um, yeah, the Buccaneers haven't been playing great. And I thought it was a little odd how everyone was expecting them to come out dominating um, against the Cowboys this weekend. Um, I mean, yes, it's Tom Brady, but I mean, come on. Um, you got to look at the season breakdown. I mean, both of these teams can win the Super Bowl in my eyes, the Cowboys and the 49ers. They both have it written perfectly for them. They're healthy. Um, they're dominant on both sides of the ball. I mean, they both have run games. They both have vertical games. I mean, on defense, front seven's fantastic. Secondary's fantastic. I mean, both these teams are just so dominant in every way. I mean, how can they not make the run? So that's why I think this game is just so crazy, just because I think of the future possibilities with these teams. But, you know, looking at this game, outside of that, I'm, I think I'm taking the Cowboys in this game. Are you? I am. I think I'm taking the Cowboys. And it's not strictly because of, but, you know, I'm going to factor. Um, I think that Cowboys run game is just different. You know, like, yeah, the, the Niners have a CMC and – Elijah Mitchell on the other side, but I think that Tony, dude, Tony Pollard is such an X factor running the ball. Like I like that they don't give him all the carries because I love him at the change of pace. Um, and then see, Zeke uh, as the and then Zeke as the pounding back, and then I mean I don't know, Dak Prescott. I mean he's he's been in the league how long now? Six years. It's been quite a long career. Seven. Yeah, I mean it's he's been I don't know exactly, but he's been in the league quite a long time. I just feel like you know. It's kind of like what I think of Josh Allen. I just think it's his time, and he's got it with him. A lot of people, you know, a lot of people don't give Mike McCarthy the credit that he deserves. Um, he's got a great winning percentage as a head coach over his career. He's got, I think it was, he has like 11 division titles, and then he's over 500 in his playoff appearances. But I'm also going to count, I know he's been absolutely tremendous. He just had probably his best game all season, <laughs> and it's the playoffs. Brock Purdy, but... I think I'm going to take Dak Prescott over him. I really just – I'm going to take the veteran over him. I think it's going to be a tight game. I think it's going to go either way. But at the end of the day, I mean, I think DeMarcus Lawrence comes out and gives Brock Purdy some hell. I think Micah Parsons comes out and gives Brock Purdy some hell. Um, I mean, Dorrance Armstrong, Anthony Barr, Leighton Vander Esch – I think they get to Brock Purdy, and I think they fluster him. And I still think he has a solid day because, obviously, the Kyle Shanahan offense is – Way too dominant for it to not. Um, but I think come fourth quarter, come second half, I think they get the job done, and I'm taking the Cowboys. That's it. I think I'm taking the Cowboys. It's not. I mean, well, just cause, you it's know, a good take. It's a good take. It's tough because that Niners team is so, so freaking talented. Like, but so are the Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, they are. It's just I think the, they're matched super evenly, and – they don't play in the same way, but they have, you know, they have really good running backs, wide receivers, defenses, quarterbacks, both teams. Yeah. Even O-line, like both teams have it. But I, I'm going to take the 49ers because I think uh, I think Kyle Shanahan's way better coach than Mike McCarthy. Way better? Way better. Wow. I think Kyle Shanahan's probably the best coach in the league, though. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. It's an interesting debate. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. That's that's something for another day. That just got me uh just got me stopped and thinking about it. Who else? Um, I mean, you could say like Mike Tomlin or, you know, there are other guys out there. I mean, I don't know. I, I guess yeah, Mike Tomlin, Andy <laughs> Reid. Um 
I mean, I really like Mike I mean, McDaniel. Pete Carroll's too. a good coach. Um, I like Mike McDaniel, but he's so young. Yeah, first year head coach. I mean, he's gonna have he a ton. He's gonna he have a ton of success, though. That's honestly really interesting. Now that I'm looking at it, it's crazy how like the coaches have come and gone. How many young coaches there are in the league today? Yeah, absolutely crazy. I mean, it's awesome to see. Yeah, it it's is. just the next generation of football, but. Because I mean, I'm looking at you know first uh, Kevin O'Connell divisional like, round a, without a uh, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers in it. In like is eight, that right? Eight or nine years. Wow, crazy. Wow, yeah, nah, two two uh, two goats in my opinion, and I mean <laughs> that can bring us up into Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you saw him on the Pat McAfee show, right? Uh, no, I didn't. You know, because of course Pat McAfee's always asking him those questions, and of course Aaron Rodgers is giving him everything he can without giving away everything that's in his mind, but. You know, he said, like, he's going to take the next couple of weeks to think about what he wants to do, obviously. But he also, you know, he said he has to have another talk with the organization and see what they want to do as a team, you know, because whether they want to keep competing for championships or whether they want to rebuild. And he said, he said whatever they say to him, you know, it's going to decide his outcome. Because to me, how it sounds, he's talking like he's not complete. Obviously, he wants to keep playing football in Green Bay or like wherever. I mean, I think that's fact. But it doesn't sound like he's completely against or like he wouldn't be as offended as he was a couple of years ago if they said, I right, want to rebuild and move to Jordan Love. You know, because yeah. he brought up Jordan Love and he said, uh, he said, whether they want to stay with me and try and compete for another championship next year or whether they want to go into a rebuild or try and develop Jordan Love. He said that's going to have a huge factor into what he wants to do. But there's no way he retires this season. He's, or, you don't think? No, nah, I, don't, I don't think he's done yet. I don't think he stays in Green Bay either. I think I he's gone. Yeah. They don't have the talent. Even if he did stay and they said, oh, we want to try to win a championship, like they don't have the guys to go do that, you know? And you're not just going to yeah, get right. the guys from a draft or like they'd have to trade for it. And I don't think that Green Bay has a lot of trade pieces. I don't yeah. think their team's very good outside of Aaron Rodgers. You know, when, you're, when you have Alan Lazard as your wide receiver one, <laughs> like something's wrong. I mean, Christian Watson yeah. probably took a spot by the end of the year. He's good. Yeah. No, yeah, he probably did. Um but but I mean still like having you know, him as a wide receiver one. He's a rookie. No, you're right. Like they are more than a few pieces away from competing for a championship. Yeah. I think they're um, they should start the rebuild right now. Yeah. And I'm not I mean, I don't know. I don't even want to say that because I want to see him leave Green Bay. I just think that's probably what's best for his his career and for the team, honestly. You know, I think it's just time. And he draws a lot of attention and drama, man. I, I guess he does, but it's just because he's that old vet that doesn't give a fuck anymore. He's going to say whatever you ask to say. Yeah. Like, it's not like he says some explicit BS, you know? Like, he says what's on his mind. Like, and he's not the type of guy to shy away from his opinion. Like, whatever. We all got one. Yeah. But um, I kind of respect him for that. I just feel like he's very, like, I don't know. He's trying to always be in the spotlight. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so looking at Green Bay right now for next season, they have $16 million in uh, team cap space. Um, so they have a little bit of money to go make some moves, but that's not like a tremendous amount like a true rebuild team would be. Um, but, you know, Aaron Rodgers also has $31 million on the cap. So, you know, if you're able to trade that and get that away or, I don't know, find a way to get rid of that, I mean, opens up a whole lot of space. Um, but how about, you know, like me sparking up possibly him going to the Raiders? I think that'd be kind of interesting. Following Devontae Adams, they got a solid team. Yeah, I mean, are they keeping Jacobs? Probably not, right? You don't think so? Depends how much, because a lot of teams are going to want to pay him big money, you know? Yeah, so he's yeah he's a free agent. Yeah. It'll be interesting with the Raiders, because I thought they had a good team this year, but Derek Carr just... 
sold the bag. I don't know. I feel bad for him. I mean, he's had such an up and down career. I mean, he's having a great year, bad year, great year. You know, like, but he's a good vet that a lot of people trusted and thought that he could take that team to the next level. But, you know, he folded heavily this season. And, you know, now he's probably gone. I mean, he wasn't even with the team the last couple of weeks. Um, that's been crazy this season with the amount of players and, you know, stuff like that happening. You know, with, that happened to Lamar, too. Like, he hasn't even been with the team. Uh, in the playoff game, he wasn't even there. So it's definitely pretty crazy to see how uh, some of these players are taking the end of the season and moving into their free agency. I don't know. Where do, where do you see Aaron Rodgers going next season? Or, or do you see him retiring? I mean, everything's up in the air for Rodgers, and no one knows what he wants to do, but we're just, you know, putting out our guesses and best ideas. Obviously, still Aaron Rodgers. You know, he's still one of the best to ever do it. I'm not going to discredit any of that, but I feel like it's moving past his time a little bit. Mm-hmm. He's getting, you know, he's past his prime. We can all agree with that. Like, he's not who he used to be. Mm-hmm. I saw a stat. He didn't throw for. He hasn't thrown for three hundred yards since like two seasons ago. So it's just. Wait, what? He didn't throw for three hundred yards one time this season. I mean, it's not the. I guess it's not the craziest thing because of how for the Aaron Rodgers this is year. Though. But but yeah, when you hear the name Aaron Rodgers, you said two seasons. Since like a game, two yes. seasons ago, yes. you know. So like yes. probably like a season and a half. Or wow, no, but, that's crazy. But, I mean, you know, you watch him play, and he does have some missed throws. But, you know, I've been, we've been watching everyone. Everyone has missed throws. You know, yeah. It happens. I, I mean, I still think he knows the game better than anyone in this league, outside of Brady probably. I don't see why he wouldn't give it a shot for another couple of years. I mean, he's able to do it. So why not? It's like kind of how I feel about Brady. But I w- You're going to think it's weird for me saying this, but I don't feel like it's up to him. Uh, Green Bay doesn't him, want him. I feel. Him. I feel like a lot of like who like on what do like you mean? who do you think wants him? Because like the Raiders could just trade up in the draft and get a quarterback. You know. So you're talking about on other team possibilities? Yeah. Like I don't know who else would want him. I'd I'd agree that it's not up to him. I don't think he has a no trade clause in his contract. Well, not like that, but like no, I know what you mean. Like because if they're gonna trade him, they're gonna trade him to whoever wants him most. You know, whoever yeah. gives them the most money or the most. But like who's gonna want to pay him? You know the. 50 yeah. he's on a what is he on a th- 30 million dollar contract yeah you go to like tampa bay tom brady retires no nah, nah, i don't see that <laughs> i mean we can let's keep talking about the goats for a minute because we were talking about it right before the podcast started why do you think tom brady should hang it up because he's old and he's not good anymore but he is good <laughs> he's not good like what it, like when you say he's not good anymore did you see like, that interception he threw on at in the, in the red yes, zone yeah, I saw that, it, that was ridiculous I saw he's he had a quick pump I don't know what he was looking at. I don't know. I don't think anybody fell. He's washed. I don't know if there was miscommunication. He's not washed, dude. He's had a great season. Like, no, he's not putting up Tom Brady 5,000 yards a season, but he's doing average NFL numbers, and he's in year 20. So that's not – shouldn't be good enough. Tampa Bay should have been a Super Bowl contender this year. Dude, we got guys like Mac Jones, you know, Zach Wilson – um, yeah, sure. He's Bummy better. Russell Wilson, bur- you know, playing quarterback in the cool. league. I like can name a He's probably a better than those guys, more. but he's – So if he's one of the top 32 quarterbacks in the NFL, why wouldn't he keep playing? Dude, why wouldn't you want to keep Why wouldn't you want to see Zach Wilson playing? when he's 20 years older than Zach Wilson? Okay. Like Tom Brady is on the decline. Matt Ryan. <laughs> Matt Ryan way sucks. better than Matt Ryan, dude. Matt Ryan sucks. And yet it's he's probably, a starter in the NFL. Matt Ryan probably Carson just – Carson Wentz. He's better than Carson Wentz. Matt Ryan probably just had his last season in the league. Okay. <laughs> like, that's I, my point. Like, these guys are getting old. They're probably going to retire. Tom Brady should just, you know, like. How I see it is. You were telling me on a podcast earlier in the year that 
the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had the best receiving core in the league. You agreed with me. What are you talking about? No, I said the Bengals did. You know I said the Bengals I said they were top three for sure. Yeah, but you said the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had the had best. The best? If Joe Burrow was on the Tampa I Bay said Buccaneers the best. That this year. That doesn't sound like me. Yes, you doesn't did. doesn't sound like me with the Jalen Waddle on my team. We can, we can find it later. Buddy. We can pull that up later. But, but I definitely had them in top three, but the best? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. They are really good. <laughs> if Tom if Brady was still. If I said that 365 still, days ago, you'd say, yeah. If Tom Brady <laughs> was still that guy, they he would have had a way better season with the but team But they had, had way more problems with that, too. Their run game is non-existent this season. Their offensive line is not what it was. They've been dealing with injuries all season. They obviously, their O-line did not have it in the playoff game. You saw that. He was getting pressured out his ass. Their defense, obviously, isn't what it used to be. I mean, they just they weren't the team they were two years ago when they won it all. They're not. Their defense is still nice, though. Like, okay, but it's not what it used to be. I, There's sure, a lot you can of solid that. They still have a lot of the NFL. same guys, but make sure it might not like, be what it used to be. Their defense isn't better than Dallas. It's not better than San Francisco. It's not. I would argue it's not better than Cincinnati's. Like I think they have Baltimore's. I have, they have probably all have, these playoff. Okay, teams. but they have a, a, a sufficient enough defense to win games if their offense scores points. I don't know. Their offense I'm went not, score. You I'm know? not trying to say Tom Brady didn't shit the bed. On he Monday. shit like, the bed. I understand he didn't play great. But from my point of view, if you're a top 32 quarterback in the league and you're the GOAT, wouldn't anyone want to keep watching him play football? Like, okay, but... You don't want to see a guy... Like, I'm thinking, like, that's I'm like thinking you saying, about it from that's Tom like Brady's That's like you saying shoes, in a couple of years when LeBron stops scoring 38 and 8 a game, whenever he stops doing that, that you're going to want him to retire. Like, if he can keep going and he want to keep going, fuck yeah, have him keep going. He's one of the GOATs. Sure, have him... Basketball's a lot different, though. Okay, but it's the same so thing. You know, different. I'm saying like maybe he's old, old, can't do what he used to do. He's doing MJ veteran numbers, you know, just playing. Like have him come off the bench in a role player role or have him start and he's playing 28 minutes a game, you know, not the main guy in his hands type role. Like, you know, like he's not on the best team, but like he's still a key figure that you want to see. People are paying to watch you play. Sure. People will continue sure they to are, watch. But you got to think about Tom Brady almost already retired. He did retire. Yeah, he did, and he came back, and then he got divorced because of it. Like uh-huh. he's gonna hang it Feel up. Bad dude. for the brother. He's gonna hang it Maybe up. Maybe he hangs it up. Maybe he does hang it up. And, and on I top agree. of that, he gets into the playoffs with you know a team he's won the Super Bowl with. Same head coach, you know. No. Same, different head. Co- oh, they did get a new head coach. Remember, they Bruce did Aaron's get a new head. senior yeah. advisor role. Todd Bowles, Bruce Arians. Yeah. But you're, but I mean, you're but, right in the okay, aspect that Brady same was, roster, similar roster. Brady was excited about Todd Bowles, you know, so like that doesn't help in the favor. But yeah, I don't. I just think that when Tom Brady gets beat by, you know, they could have lost by thirty. Four, I think their last two touchdowns were garbage time points. Dallas had that game won. They lost that game very badly. Yeah. Tom Brady doesn't do that in the playoffs, and you know he had a better team now than he did when he was on the Patriots. I mean, Callie, yeah. what do you got to say? I'm curious. I have a take. Okay, in my opinion, I think, obviously, he's really good. People want to watch him. He's impressive because he's the GOAT, whatever. But I think it's – he has to know when the time is for the new generation of quarterbacks to come and take over. And you want to be left on a good note. Like, his note is not that good right now, obviously. We saw the last game. So, out of, like, your self-decency, I guess, you want to hang it up when it's a good – time you want to be left known as the greatest player instead of just whatever he's doing now do you know what I mean I know what you mean and like you have to know when it is time because there's a lot of other talented quarterbacks I don't know that's just my opinion do I dare rebuttal on her 
Yeah, do it. Do it. I'm I curious. Mean, I got two things for you. Yeah. I mean, the first thing is, uh, you're right. Um, it would have been nice for him to go out on top. And if that was for him to do it, it should have been um, after he won the Super Bowl two years ago. He was celebrating on the boat, and he was tossing the fucking trophy from boat to boat. And he was hammered, and everyone saw that. And his orange shirt, it's like impossible to miss. If there was a best time to ever go out, that was the time. I agree yeah, with that. I would agree, too. But, the fact, but we are past that now, and he's still continuing his career. And now that we are at that point, his GOAT status as the quarterback in the NFL, that will never change. Like I said to Ben earlier today, like I said it earlier on this podcast, it doesn't matter if he joins any team and goes 0-17 and 17 next season and has 150 yards a game. That brother is the GOAT. And anyone that wants to debate with me, we can. Like, whatever. It, the argument's valid. He is what? At the end of his career, just like you were saying, he's not the type of guy he was. But if he's able to be a top 32 quarterback in the NFL and he wants to keep playing and he's able to keep playing, I don't see why anyone would want him to hang it up. Because we're past that point now, you know, for the perfect ending. We really are. I mean, maybe he wants to keep trying to change his script and get that final last ending and get his eighth fucking ring or whatever it is. I mean, Perfect. That, that leads me in to my question for you. If Tom Brady comes back next year, what good does he do for a team besides just being Tom Brady? His knowledge within the game. He I guess, but it's not like he's going to be on the bench, like, you know, teaching another guy, but okay, they're, they're no, going to start you, him and his talents aren't there anymore. But if you put him in a system type role, you know, like the Vikings, the 49ers, teams like that, like he will be super successful because he is the king of system of being a system quarterback. He's the king of it, right? We saw it his whole career. Yeah. No, we I got some yeah. roommates that argue that he is literally just a system quarterback. Pisses me off, but that's what they say. So, I mean, if you're a team like that, a lot of talent, you know, needs some veteran leadership at quarterback to do the simple things for you and do them at the best you can. He can do that better than anyone else. I don't care how old he is. So not anymore. Like who does it? But who who can run a system with a great team better than Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts? Jalen Hurts ran the Eagles system to perfection this whole season. Dude, they literally made their system for Jalen Hurts, so. and so did Bill Belichick for Tom Brady. Mm. <laughs> yes, stop it. They had a million different systems with a million different teams. A new team each year. New, All right, new stud receivers, new defense, new. Everything was different each year. So, yeah, he's done everything you could ever ask of him. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm just saying other Obviously, guys Patrick can do Mahomes, it better now. Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, but they're, it's because they're just, you know, they're, other, that, they're obviously just better he than was now. You know, the best to ever do it at a point, but now he is not, and it's time for him to go. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see, I don't know. I like, if I'm a fan of the Buccaneers, I don't I'm see telling why, them to fucking so retire. So you don't want to keep watching them play football? Like, no. That's just crazy. I don't That's care. crazy to me. Watching the Buccaneers was boring. Like, are you a fan season. of the NFL? They were boring. Are you a fan of the NFL? They were boring. Watching the Buccaneers they were was boring. Bo watching the Buccaneers were, was extremely boring the whole season. Playing in the NFC South, shittiest division in football. Barely scraping by and making the playoffs. Like... All right, that's fine. That's crazy to me. You don't want to keep watching the goat. The Buccaneers were in the AFC North. Nah, they would have won not four, even that five games that's fine. this year. You can, keep, you can say they're boring, but you don't want to watch the goat anymore? Do what? Like, I'd rather watch 10 other quarterbacks in the league play football Gosh, right now. I don't know how we're going to move on. <laughs> what am I about to just watch him do? Like, suck? Throw two picks a game? All right. I'll remember that. That's crazy to me. <laughs> what do you mean remember that's that? It's crazy to me. It's crazy to me. Is he going to come back next year and prove me wrong and win at Super Bowl? No. You never know. No, you never he's know. not. You never know. 
Just crazy because of all this hate he's getting now when he's had 20 years. No hate, dude. I'm telling him to hang it up because he's not the player he used to be. It's, it's all, that's all it is. Like, I'm not right. disagreeing he with you that, that he's the GOAT. Times. I said I'm not going to discredit I, that. I, I agreed with you that he's not the player he used to be, but is he a top 32 quarterback in the NFL? Don't you fucking dare say no. <laughs> he is. He is. He is. He's probably like top 20. Let's move on. <laughs> that's where I want to finish. That's where I want to finish. Um, I want to keep talking NFL, though, because we're having a good time. Um, you know, with these potential quarterback moves, we were talking about DC4. He's not on the team anymore. And, you know, guys like Lamar, he wasn't even at the playoff game this weekend. Let's talk about Lamar first because obviously he's more influential than DC4 is at this point in their careers. But where do you see Lamar going? Because that's very interesting. Everyone's saying the New York Jets, but – I don't know why everyone's thinking that. I would love to see him on the Jets. I think the I Jets would, yeah. are a contender for that division every single year if they have Lamar with Robert Sala. I think Robert Sala is an amazing head coach. You know, they just picked up Garrett Wilson, who had an 1,000-yard season as a rookie. Brees Hall is, was going to win rookie of the year before he got hurt. They have, you know, Sauce on defense, another rookie that's defensive rookie of the year. Yeah. You know, they almost made it to the playoffs with Mike White, Zach Wilson, and I wouldn't say, Joe Flacco. I mean, yeah, I guess they almost made it to the playoffs, but, like, the Cardinals almost made it to the playoffs, and they're one of the worst teams in the league. Yeah, but the they Cardinals had a higher – I think the Cardinals close. had a lot higher expectations. Jets did have a great midseason turn, though. Yeah, they had, like, they six, great, five, six games They were playing great football. They were winning games. All right, so let's let's put the Jets up there. Let's make, like, a top three list. So, Because, I mean, like, I would love to see – Lamar Jackson in New York, but outside of that, like other two teams, where are some other possibilities you think you could see him going? I mean, it'll be interesting to see what teams like the Panthers do, uh, the Raiders, you know, Texans are probably, you know, they're drafting a quarterback at the second. Colts are I mean, you never know what those teams do. You really do. I mean, who, I mean really what are they going to trade back to get Lamar? Well, I mean, trade back. I mean, that, that sounds pretty fucking interesting. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to lie. It sounds pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, teams like that, I mean, man, dude, I'm just looking at it right now. The Broncos are screwed. But looking at the rest of these teams, I mean, New Orleans, that's definitely a team. A lot of people are saying Jameis ain't the future, and I understand that. I mean, I think he's a solid QB, but he's not. He's not the future. Um, you know, the Atlanta Falcons, interesting to see what they do if they move to Desmond Ritter, make him the guy full-time next year. I mean, I think the Arizona Cardinals stick with Kyler Murray. Carolina, you said. Washington's an interesting team. Seattle. As much as I don't think that should be the case, I think they're still a few years away from that. You know, that's an interesting team to keep an eye on. I think they are better off drafting a quarterback now. Seattle. Maybe. Because, you know, I I could agree if they wanted to, like, draft a quarterback and put him behind for a year. Or maybe if Geno really sucks, then you make the change. We already talked about the Raiders, Colts, Texans, obviously. But, yeah, I don't know. Maybe the Seahawks. I would only want them if they were – to develop a quarterback because, you know, Pete Carroll loves certain guys, and if they went and got a guy and he loved him and he wanted to, you know, he wanted to help him grow and he wanted him to play under Geno, like I'd understand all that if they wanted to make a move today or, you know, this offseason. But if they made one this offseason and they went straight straight to the rookie, I'd be a little surprised. Seahawks draft a quarterback. I don't think they're going straight to a rookie. Yeah, like that's what the, I'd hope. That's what I'd hope. He'd be on the bench. He'd be like, he he wouldn't be like he'd Jordan Love. He'd be on the Love. bench, and if Gino, yeah. he wouldn't be like Jordan Love because obviously Gino Smith isn't Aaron Rodgers. But I think the Seahawks' best bet is to draft a QB now, and then you know let him sit for a year, learn the system, and then start him next year. Yeah, no, I like that. But we, you know, we didn't get the Lamar top top three teams. We have the Jets, but I want to hear a couple other team names where you think he'd fit in pretty well. I think he'd be great on the Saints. 
Mm, that's interesting. I really do. With I mean, him and Alvin Kamara, are you kidding me? He's a completely different style of runner, but I mean, they've shown they can play with Taysom Hill, and he's a main, mainly a runner at quarterback. So, I mean, that would be pretty cool. They have so many weapons on that team. I think he'd do pretty well on that team. Give me your third. Probably the Raiders. I think the Raiders is one of the biggest spots for a quarterback next season. Yeah, I mean, Vegas. I really, yeah. <laughs> well, Vegas, obviously, but I'm talking about the team and the potential they got. Yeah, Devontae if Adams. They, and... if, they get, if they lose Josh Jacobs, though, that's a huge loss. Yeah, I mean, he's a top five RB. Yeah. He... No, nah, he proved himself. I mean, he's he's had a solid career without a doubt, but he took that next step this season. And he did it for a reason, you know, contract year. He had to go and show who he was. Um, and he had an impressive year for sure, uh, leading the league in rushing yards. DC4. I mean, he's at an interesting point in his career. I mean, because he's been in the league quite some time. He's getting old. Um, I mean, he's obviously not that old. But, I mean, he's been in the league for quite some time. You see a team picking him up? or It's tough to put him on a team because there are teams that could use him. But uh, you're not going to sign a guy like DC4 to a long contract because I feel like he's past his prime. You saw a decline from last year. So it's tough for me to, like, pick a team that would want to do that. I think the Panthers are fucked. If they don't get a quarterback, because their their QB room is really bad, so yeah, um, no kidding. The Panthers would be interesting to see if they move to Macaron next season because I know they like him, but I think they're in a bit of a hole. Obviously, moving CMC, they know they're. I don't know what they're doing because they haven't been good since they lost Cam Newton. I mean, that's an interesting name, but I don't know where we see DC four go. Like, I feel like I could see him go to a team that doesn't get one of those rookie top QBs or doesn't get a Lamar, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady signing if Brady comes back, you know, like and I feel like that's a team like the Commanders. Like, who knows if what they do with Carson Wentz next season. He's probably gonna they're probably gonna ride with him, honestly. But if that were not to be the case, I feel like they'd go and get another vet quarterback just like DC four. If not there, I mean I don't know, man. Maybe Carolina, maybe New Orleans. That's really it. I mean, I feel like New England's going to ride with Mac Jones, so not there. Tennessee's pretty interesting. Maybe they go get a guy like DC4. Um, he's drafted a QB, though. You know, Malik Willis? Yeah, but he's, he's no he's good. Not good yeah. He's no good. No, he's not. I feel, like, I feel like they should know that by now after a full season. Like, maybe they can keep grinding him out, but, you know, taking a QB is a risk every single season, and they know that. So I yeah. think they're up there on a team that goes and looks for a quarterback i don't know now that we're finished with that to finish up our nfl talk today um yeah we're gonna make our picks for these games uh, for the ones we haven't already but one thing that i want to talk about and i think it's pretty interesting and i think it plays obviously um it's not the biggest factor and it doesn't round out everything but ranking the remaining qbs in the playoffs so far one through eight um i mean i think that is tougher than people would think honestly at eight I'm I'm putting Brock Purdy there. Like he's been tremendous this season. His passing rating has been off the charts. But when you look at all the QBs, you know he's still the most inexperienced. He just happens to be on the best team with the best system. But I put him at eight, honestly. I like that. I probably I'm gonna put I'm gonna fine. put Danny Jones at eight. You're gonna put Danny at eight. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I mean that's. Not yeah. because you know he's a good dual threat guy. He runs for seventy yards a game, but. I feel like when he gets put under pressure and is, you know, obviously he played really good against the Vikings, but when he gets, you'll see it this week, I think. He won't have the best game. He's going to have to rely a lot on his legs because that Eagles defensive backfield is incredible. 
I think he'll struggle this weekend. Yeah, I mean, I got Danny Dimes there at seven. So I think his run game is very underrated. I mean, he showed it the most in that divisional game, and I think he's going to pop it off again this weekend because um, they're going to need it if they're going to want to compete yeah. against the Eagles, honestly. But, no, I just want to give him a little bit of flowers. I'm giving him his credit over the rookie. He's had a solid season uh, leading the Giants to the divisional round now. It'll be interesting to see what they do with him, whether they give him that contract extension or not. Um, but I'm putting him at seven on my list. I'll put. I'm gonna put Brock at seven. Okay. Because at six, I got T Law. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Because I mean, yeah, he's dominant. I mean, he's able to. He's no. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm saying. I'm saying that a little too, a little too <laughs> highly. He's not dominant, but when he plays well, he plays good football, and he's able yeah. to throw it deep down the field. His vertical game's tremendous. Um, and you know, he's one of those quarterbacks that can. Uh, he can run and expand plays when it's there. Um, but, you know, he got lucky this past weekend. Um, shit the bed, four interceptions in the first half. I mean, something that we haven't seen ever in in history, I don't think. Yeah. Um, but, you know, in the second half, I'm impressed. They were able to find a way to get it done. Dominant. Um, so I'm going to put him at six on my list um, for that incredible four-touchdown second-half performance. Um, I feel like our the rest of our list is going to be – very same. interesting. I feel like it's going to be the same. Um, you think so? Yep. So remaining, we have uh, Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Joey B, Josh Allen, and Dak. Yeah. At five, I'm putting Dak. Yeah, me too. Okay. <laughs> um, at four. Stop. This is tough. <laughs> no, man. it's not. This is tough. You're just trying to make it interesting for the pod. This isn't tough. <laughs> Jalen. At three, Joey. Yeah. Two, Josh. At two, Josh. Wow. <laughs> that one, Patrick. Wow. This wasn't as crazy <laughs> as I thought. Um, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of crazy because uh, people could argue any way they want. Yeah, they I could. just feel like we have a similar opinion on it. But, I mean, I'm putting Jalen at four, and the reason why I'm putting him at four in this instance is because of the shoulder injury. Um, I was honestly thinking about putting him at five, but I really think that's a bigger deal than people think. I don't know. Maybe he comes out slinging and he's actually 100% and they have no problems. Okay, cool. He'll dominate. I love watching Jalen Hurts play. But, you know, Joey Joey B, he's I'm giving him his flowers for that Super Bowl run last year. I know he's got a tremendous offense around him, so obviously. But, I mean, so does Jalen Hurts. So, yeah. I mean, but they were both tremendous. You can honestly intertwine them any way you want. But, you know, for that Super Bowl appearance, that's probably – and, you know – it was a tough, gritty win against the rival uh, division opponent in the wild card game. Um, so I, that's why I put Joey three. Josh Allen two. The main factor why he sits at two and not one is because of his turnover problems. I think that's a key factor. Um, but his his ability to run as a quarterback, it's just so different because of the speed he provides as well as the size that he has on him. I mean, he can truck a middle linebacker. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like that is not something that you expect from most quarterbacks, and especially in today's league that are trying to cover up and making sure they're not getting hurt. And then at one, it's Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he's just a one-of-one one quarterback, um, generational um, I think when it's all said and done, he might be one of the best quarterbacks of all time. I know we're getting ahead of ourselves. He's got a long career ahead of him. And even though, I mean, I don't think, even if they don't get it done this year, like, I mean, you watch him play football and he's one of one. Yeah. I mean, I think you could say that about Josh Allen, too. I mean, don't, I mean, you said about more guys, I feel like. like uh, I think it's just Pat and Josh in my book. Lamar, you can say he's one of one, but it's because of who he is, you know? Yeah. But he's not. Like, if he was on a list like this, like, he's probably sitting at five or six for me. 
you know? So, I mean, it's interesting. But, yes, he is a different type of one-on-one. But are you were you about to say Joey B? I was. I mean, one-of-one, one, though? I wouldn't say one-of-one. By of the one. end of his career? I wouldn't say, no, nah, he's not a one-of-one. One. No, he plays very similarly to other quarterbacks that have gone through the league. But yeah. I just think by the end of his career, he's going to be doing it better than any of them. Uh, I mean, I don't know. That's a really bold take. It's really, I mean, only time will tell. Obviously, he's a tremendous quarterback right now. But, you know, just watching Patrick Mahomes play. Oh, he's, like, in, he's incredible. He's incredible. He makes plays yeah. that no one else at quarterback can make. Um and, you know, a few years ago, I'd say, oh, Brady can make all those plays. But, you know, Brady was never making those no-lookers. Brady was never making those shovel passes. Those shovel like, passes. Those, uh, he, just like he, the flicks. Like, you know, left-handed. I don't think he ever made it behind the back. But, I mean, I've seen him do it on film. Yeah, so. I've seen him practice. <laughs> but, yes, no, nah, he's tremendous. The way he can spin out of pressure, flip a pass right before he gets slammed onto the ground. He's one-on-one in my eyes. Um, I think that Patrick, like that take is – Kind of like universal. You I, know what I mean, and I, I feel like everybody who watches football, like uh, yeah, yeah, like agrees. It's like well, Mahomes it's well deserved. The best. If it, let's say he doesn't win another ring his whole career, he'd be the next Aaron Rodgers. You yeah, know? one of the best quarterbacks of all time that just wasn't able to win multiple rings. But I don't know. We'll see. I keep saying only time will tell. But this guy's too good for it to not happen. I mean, he'll win more rings. Yeah, for sure, without a doubt. But let's talk about this season uh, as <laughs> as we uh, finish it out. Uh, first game on the board, Saturday afternoon, Jaguars at Chiefs, spreads eight and a half. Who you like in that game? Chiefs. Any upset brewing or no? I like the Chiefs in that game. What about the spread? Probably Jags spread. Yeah. Divisional round, playoff game. They'll probably lose by like four or seven points. Okay. Um, I don't know. I can't even say that the Chiefs have a better team, but they have Patrick Mahomes, and that makes them better. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he's just so dominant. I mean, yes, yeah. he still has Travis Kelsey, but. He I'll makes say. Travis Kelsey better. Oh, absolutely. He make, Travis Kelsey makes him better. He makes him, it's, you know. I mean, Andy Reid's system really favors and Kelsey, Andy too. As well. Like, it always has. Yeah. I, I like the Chiefs in this game also, obviously. Um, you know, I'm hesitant if I were to bet on this game to take Chiefs spread um, just because I think that extra rest is going to be a big plus for them. I think their game plan is going to be absolutely tremendous um whatever it ends up being but i'm going to go against you on the spread bet i'm going to take chief spread probably buying half a point minus <laughs> eight <laughs> um how about that uh, giants eagles game i know you were saying it earlier but go ahead and say it again for our viewers the eagles are going to dominate like, yeah yeah i really think so just like they did all season man spread seven and a half so you got the spread yeah I do have this spread. I don't know. Like a week ago, two weeks ago, I'm probably saying the same exact thing. But with the injury and just with how the game of the flow is going, I'm still going to go Eagles because, one, I want them to win. <laughs> and, two, I think they're the better team, obviously. But, you know, the Giants have something brewing. <laughs> they really do. I'm serious. I'm I guess, serious. I guess. We laugh at Chris about it all the time. but I guess you can call it brewing. They're in the second round of the playoffs. They had a – you know, if we're talking about one big upset this weekend, I'm taking the Giants. If we have to take an upset pick, I'm taking the Giants. Really? I think I'm probably taking the Jaguars. No, I'm taking the Giants. Because I think the Eagles, even if Jalen Hurts doesn't play well, I think the Eagles' talent on offense and defense is good enough to win them that game. That's fair. And I don't think that if you know if Pat Mahomes got hurt, I'm taking the Jaguars. I'm taking Jaguar spread if Pat Mahomes gets hurt. Well, yeah. <laughs> Jaguars minus eight, you mean, like if that were to change. Yeah, like I think yeah. it – Patrick Mahomes is a lot more valuable to his team than 
Jalen Hurts is. I mean, because I don't know. Of how good you saw the, in the, the, the two weeks are. Jalen Hurts didn't play. The Eagles went zero two. So I mean, say that. Yeah. Say what you will. Yeah. Um, yes, he's not as valuable as Patrick Mahomes because Patrick Mahomes, but Jalen Hurts means a whole lot to this team. He does. And if he doesn't play his top game and he doesn't play like he normally has all season, it's going to be a tight game. Because you better believe the Giants are going to come out swinging and they're going to be ready. Uh, maybe yeah. the Eagles punch them in the mouth early, but I'm not going to count out the Giants. Um, so I'm probably taking Giants spread in that. It'll be interesting to see how the Eagles play that game, like game plan. Because you know the Giants are going to come out aggressive because they're the underdogs. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how aggressive can they be, though? I'm ta- I think they're going to be like trick plays, you know, like Bengals Super Bowl, like Joe Mixon threw a touchdown. On key moments, yes, but not at like the 50-yard <laughs> line in the no, second quarter. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, absolutely not. Yeah. But, like, when they need a touchdown, they're going to do whatever it takes to get a touchdown. I like that. I like that, and I agree with you. And I, So it'll be interesting to see how the Eagles match it on yeah. offense. No, nah, I think for the Eagles to win this game, they just got to play their football. If yeah. they play their football and do it to do what they've been they doing all do, year, they're going to win the game. Yeah. Um, it's just up to the Giants to see if they can get them out of it because yeah. that'll, that'll be really interesting. It'll be a fun um, uh, coaching battle. It, it I know definitely they just will. played, but Dable and Sirianni. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm actually really excited for that game. Um, yeah, they did just play, but you know, it wasn't to the level, yeah, obviously. Um, and I know we were saying the two com- craziest games were on Sunday, but don't count out that Saturday night game, man. I'm serious, that's all I'm gonna say. Um, Bengals, Bills, Bills are five and a half point favorites. You got your boys, yeah, Bengals spread, Bengals money line. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to go against you. I'm going to take the Bills. I'm going to take the home team. Um, I said it, and I'm going to keep saying it. I think they're destined. I'm taking Josh Allen. It's going to be a dog fight, though. Bill spread? No, it's going to be a three-point I'm game. taking Bill spread. Wow. Um, well. uh, and it's, I mean, I don't know. They're probably going to, you know, if they do win, it'll probably be by a field goal. But I always say Vegas knows all, and the spread's at five and a half for a reason. I wouldn't be shocked if, you know, Bengals are up one with two minutes left. And... Bills drive game winning touchdown. They win by six. You know, like it's just, to, it's just how it works. I want to see the uh, overtime playoff come a new effect here this weekend. Hopefully, yeah, that'd be awesome to see Joe Burrow and nah, Josh was, Allen go like back to back in the overtime. Uh, I was hoping to see that in the wild and one of the wild card crazy matchups we all had. All, all the games except for the Niners game had a chance at overtime, but now we weren't able to see it. But I would not be surprised that Bills Bengals game happened. If it doesn't happen and the Bills win, it's going to happen at Bills Chiefs. You know it's going to happen. Should I make that bet? Overtime? Yeah, I'll make the bet. That there's going to be an overtime? Yeah. If Bills win and they end up playing the Chiefs, I'm making that bet. Probably will. Um, so I'm against you on that game. Um, Cowboys 49ers. I said earlier in the podcast, I think I'm taking the Cowboys in this game. What's the spread? It's four. Niners are four-point favorites. Probably um, going to take the – well, you know I'm taking the Niners. Yeah, you said it yeah. earlier too, but we can reelaborate if we want. There's not much to say. I just think the Niners have. Yeah, they're more dominant. We talked about we talked about that game a bunch. And the Niners always play good. For the past two months, they've just been playing good. You know, I've seen Dallas look like shit recently. Yeah. So. Yeah, but I mean, they dominated last week. So oh yeah, they're hot. I agree. Right now, I mean, I you know, everyone's saying it. Who knows what type of Dallas team is going to come out? But I don't know. I just have a have a little feeling about it. It's going to be a great game. Obviously, whoever yeah. wins, I mean. Obviously, they're deserving. Both teams are deserving. Um, but it'll that game's going to be crazy. Yeah. Gosh. Sunday night. Sunday, 630. I guess that's like evening. <laughs> I don't know. Dinner but it time. should be fun. The playoffs are just getting better and better. But before we leave the podcast today, we have to talk about a little bit of hoops. I mean, 
of course we got to focus on football. They're in the prime time of the season right now. But I'm on. I'm I'm excited for when not for when football ends because that's gonna be a sad day because football's tremendous. But it's gonna. I'm I'm excited for when you know that turns away and we turn our focus into the NBA in that season because I've been a huge fan of the type of season that's been going on in the NBA. Obviously, I'm always a fan. You've seen it, but you know just. Maybe it's the Celtics being so dominant. Maybe that's <laughs> it. But, I mean, the one thing that I want to bring up before we get into a major topic, and it's all the 50-point scores that have been scored this season. I mean, it's just very unordinary out of the NBA. I mean, just looking at it right now, we got 13 different 50-point scores already this season. Really? Joel Embiid has two games like that, and Luka Doncic has three. So, I mean, the scoring has been off the charts. But, you know, that leads me into what I want to talk about, and that's – you know, in today's league, this season, you can talk about it. Um, I'm curious, you know, top five scores in the league right now, because it's very debatable. I got about probably like 10, 12 guys that I could put on that list. Scores, pure scores. Scoring. Scoring the basketball. Everyone in the league can score better than it's ever been. So putting top five, it's tough. But, you know, I'm curious what you think in that. And I know you're coming off dome with this, but. I think I got it. I want to hear it. I think I'm going to put. I still think I know you're gonna be like, oh, it's whatever. Go ahead. Kevin Durant is still probably the best scorer in the NBA. Okay. I think Luca is probably the second best scorer in the NBA right now. You don't have to rank them; just you know, five, five guys. Uh, Steph Curry, Luca, KD, um, Jason Tatum. I know you like to hear that. Uh, I do have a grin. (laughs) (laughs) And five is hard because there's so many guys, man. It's gonna be crazy me saying this. But I think Zion Williamson is one of the best scorers in the league when he's healthy. Interesting. When you he's healthy. put him at five? I just can't think of a lot of guys right now. Obviously, like, there's guys like Joel Embiid and James Harden, and, you know, there's all those guys. But when Zion plays, he's getting 30 a game. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that's fine. I mean, I'm not going to hate on you for that because if he's not a top-five scorer this season, then you can probably count on it for next season because yeah. his, his potential that he has is – ridiculous but if he can become a straight shooter as well like i think he's one of the best in the league uh john morant is another one for me um Um, i like that but i have i think i have him off my list obviously his explosiveness is just unmatched but i don't know five scores i mean i have kevin Durant on that list without a doubt i have luka Doncic on that list without a doubt i probably say luka's the greatest scorer in the league not the greatest i'm over the best he's probably the best scorer in the league right now i'm I mean, I know I said I wasn't ranking it, but I'd probably put Jason Tatum behind those guys. I mean, just the way he can score the ball, the way he can shoot over guys. He can shoot over anyone he wants at any given time. If he's shooting well, he's making it, you know? So, I mean, i put him there. Four and five get tough. Um, i probably still put Steph Curry there just because of the way he moves off ball. Um, I am not – okay, so I'm not a fan of the name Steph Curry just because he's always in the way and he's always winning championships. And if you're a fan in the league, a fan of another team – you know, you hate Steph Curry. You hate him. But, you know, as a fan of the game and a fan of watching guys play, he's one of the most fun guys to watch. I mean, just the way he can score with the ball or without the ball, it's uh, it's next level, you know, because if you watch a clip of Steph Curry moving on offense, you know, you know, everyone always says it. Like, everyone wants to play like Steph Curry until it's time to play like Steph Curry. Yeah. Like, no one can move like he does. Nobody. And I just can't the type even of imagine sh- guarding him, like running the type of shape you have to be in yeah. just to guard him. Yeah. I mean, it's unmatched. And that's why he's still in my top five. But obviously his scoring from the perimeter and his ability to get it to the cup as well 
that's easily top five in my in my eyes. And that's yeah. not even talking about how he can move off ball and score off ball. He's an underrated um, finisher. He is an underrated finisher. He, he's a part of Jelly Fam, in my opinion. <laughs> he is. I think the he's a part of is like yeah. The shit he does is crazy. Dude, he'll t- toss it 20, 30 feet in the air and it'll cush. Like yeah. He's, I don't know. He's I, crazy. Really impressive. <laughs> but at five is where it gets tough because, you know, you can say guys like Giannis, LeBron, Joel Embiid, um, Damian Lillard, um, Donovan Mitchell w- easily could be well-deserving for that fifth spot this season. Um, I'm going to reach here. You're not going to say Jalen Brown. Are you? He read. doesn't have a 50-point game on there, so it doesn't help me. Um, but I'm going to go with Shea, Shai Gilgis Alexander. He's a, I mean, I mean, he averages like every time I see him play, he's getting 35 points. He's, he averages 31 a game. Yeah, he's, he's crazy. fifth in the NBA in points per game. Um, but I mean, he shoots 50% from the field. He's only 35% from three. He doesn't really shoot a ton of threes. He's more of an attacker. But I feel like, you know, I guess he's been in the league for five years now. But he's a size, man. He's yeah. like 6'5, you know, super, super fast. tall, long, athletic, fast. Plays good um, defense. He's got a great handle, great tight handle. Um, I'm probably stretching a little bit saying that, but I just, I don't know. I want to get his name out there because he's a next up and coming guy. Doesn't really get talked about a lot. And I just think he's a tremendous player. You know, when we talk about the Thunder, the Thunder are the most set up team in the league today. I mean, they're going to be a championship contending team in three to five years, and they're still going to have more draft picks than anyone else in the NBA. So, yeah, I mean, it's scary to think about, but I think Chet will be good. Yeah, I do. You do? I do. Um, I, I think he's going to be... You think he'll I think be able to stay be, healthy? I think he's going to be a Zion type for the first three, four years of his career. Just a lot of in and out, you know, struggling to stay on the floor. But when he's playing, you think Joel he's Embiid getting too, you know, 30 a game? You know what I mean? I wouldn't say 30 a game. I think he's the type of guy that gets like... 15 and 15 10. And 15 and... I want to say 15, but like <laughs> like 15 and... Mm, I don't know, because he can score. I'm uh, Let's say like 18, 12... And two, you know, 18, 12, and two, 18, 12, and that's three. A, that's that's a tremendous. Good, that's a great player. Yeah. So I think he's <laughs> just that type of guy on that team. Like he can score if he needed to, but he's not the main scorer on the team. And that's if I hope they keep Shea Gilgis on the team. But yeah, I don't know. Honorable mention, putting Giannis in that, putting LeBron in that, and I'm putting Donovan Mitchell in that. If I can do a whole five and lead a top 10, then it's probably Dame and it's probably Joel Embiid. I know I don't have John Moran on that list, but. Because I'm a big fan of John Moran. I think the Grizzlies, a lot of faith in the Grizzlies this season. I'm not a Grizzlies fan, but I just like the way they play. One of the best rebounding teams in the league. They can score. Got plenty of scores all over. And John Moran's a different type of player, and his finishing ability is unmatched. I know, and yet I'm still saying that, and I'm leaving him off my list. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a lot of great scores in the league today. Like, I didn't have Giannis on there either, you know. Braun, Dame. Like, Dame is quietly averaging 29 points a game. Like, he's just one of those type of players, man. He's unbelievable, unfreaking believable. <laughs> um, the last thing that I want to talk about for hoops, I mean, I'll. There's so much I can talk about, like, and I'm gonna get into it as we get more into the season and as football fades. But you know, I love the Kings this season, man. I really do. Like, I kind of missed it. I should have talked about it last week, and they first started winning again. But now, like, they're starting to get talked up about it more. They're on NBA Today, but their team is tremendous. Maybe yeah. I do talk about them in a little bit, and I don't. Yeah. Monta Sabonis, so, you know, even uh, guys like Davion Mitchell, like Dav- Malik Monk. Yeah, Malik Monk. Uh, Harrison Barnes. Harrison Barnes. Keegan Murray. Keegan Murray. Darren Fox. De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, he's. <laughs> 
He's one of the most clutch players in the league this season. I mean, he just yeah. got shouted out for uh, heavy the other Kevin day. Kevin Huerta. Kevin Huerta, huge addition, underrated addition from Atlanta. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, they're legit. Like, I, w- I was thinking, like, maybe they can make the plan, make the playoffs. Like, winning a first-round matchup? I'm not counting that. I'm really not counting Against, that out for the Kings. Who's going to be the one? Long season to know, go. I don't think they beat the Grizzlies in a seven-game series. Well, I'm saying I think they can get, like, a four-seed, a five-seed. Really? A six-seed. Yeah. If they get a four seed, they could definitely. If they get a four seed, possibly. I think I think that matchup with the Mavericks would be better than people think. Yeah, I don't think the Mavericks are all that though. No, I just think Luka Doncic. Yeah, Luka's all that. And Christian Wood's still super talented. Yeah. Um, but you know, a matchup like that would be interesting. If they happen to get a four seed and run into the Warriors, like that's just tough luck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But you know, and then the other team I want to bring up before I bring up my last quick topic, the last team that I want to talk about before we get into our final topic and in the, in the show today um i mean it's the oklahoma city thunder i mean i know they don't have the most flashy team the most flashy players but i mean i like they're successful in some things they do and one set that i think is super you know super underrated it's that i mean they're seventh in the lead in the league in rebounds per game so i think that's a huge factor and it obviously keeps them in games and They've been able to win games with the type of scores they have. I mean, it's Shea. Um, Josh Giddey's very under the radar. He averages 16, 8, and 6. Um, Lou Dort. Um, obviously, when they get Chet back next season, they'll be for real. But I think there's a playing team. I really do. And I think Shea Gilgis Alexander is the X factor with that. Um, I mean, you got to bump out teams, but I think they make it over Phoenix. I don't know if Portland gets it done. They always have plenty of talent, but they can never find a way to win. It never makes any sense. Um, I want to keep them out of the plan. I won't be surprised if Utah keeps falling. Um, who knows how the Clippers are going to be? Minnesota, who knows? But, you know, out of all those teams, four of them are going to make it. And I, I think I'm saying I got the thunder in the plan. So that, that'll be something to keep an eye on. But the last topic that I want to talk about, top five centers in the league today. And I think you'll like that one because the top two are obvious, but after that it gets kind of tough and it can kind of go any which way. So Jokic at one, Joel Embiid at two. I'm probably going to put – I probably put Joel in one, Jokic at two. I know he's about to be back-to-back-to-back MVP probably, but, you know, yeah. but, yeah. Um, Actually, like, I really like this one. I think you'll like this. Okay. I'm putting DeMontis Sabonis at three. I love that. I absolutely love that. <laughs> Put him at three. He's a, I mean, he's good as hell. The type of stats that he's been putting up this season, you know, it shouldn't be surprising to anybody. It's the exact same stats that he's had his entire career. But, you know, just the consistency and the ability, the way he's been able to do it, new team, new style of play, and he's still doing it, um, I think he's well-deserving. I don't mind putting him at three. I like that. Um, but four and five. Um, Bam Adebayo is center. Okay. Yeah, he is a center. Four. Uh, that's interesting. Um, five is even more interesting because I want to say a guy like you know like Rob Will for example. I don't think he's a good enough scorer for me to. Put on the him same there. wavelength, but I'll I'll be able to say it. Um, Christian Wood, he's power forward, right? He he's listed as a center, so probably put Christian Wood top at five. five then. So you're putting him at five? Yeah, there? Christian Wood. Yeah. Wow, interesting. Okay. Because uh, I'm gonna uh, AD forgot about him. He's power forward. I put though. him as a power forward. Yeah. I mean Sabonis is technically listed as a power forward, but if AD's on the list, he's at three. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Let's say he's off the list. <laughs> um, so I'm just gonna say a bunch of names, then I'll say what I want to say. You know, because you know guys like Clint Capella, um, Stephen Adams, Nikola Vucevic, Yusuf Nurkic, um, Jared Allen, Jonas Valanciunas, DeAndre Ayton. Um, like I think those are all 
Robert Williams. I can't believe I didn't even say him. Like those are all like great centers that all teams should love to have on their team, in my opinion. Like some do better in other ways than others, and maybe they don't fit super well on their type of team, but they're all great centers in my opinion. You know, I'd probably put Bam at four just because he's averaging 21 points a game to go along with his 10 rebounds. So you don't get that from a lot of top centers like that. But if I were to create my own list, and I'm just talking about like top five centers I'd want to have, you know, it's those top two guys. I agree with you. I put Sabonis at three. Um, but at four, I love Jonas Valanciunas, man. He's a great player. He really is. Like, he's able to score last four games, 22, 33, 13, and 27. Like, 25 the game before that. Like, if you don't have Zion on that team, like, his scoring is going up tremendously. Like, they just have a loaded type roster. But, you know, the way he's able to rebound the ball and he's able to be a factor on in every facet, he's a strong point on the defensive end. Like, I would love to have a guy like him on my team. And so I'm going to say him. And then the, la- the fifth guy, man, it's so tough. Can I not include Bam in this? I'm not including Bam. I said sure. that, right? Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Just, yeah, let me be me. <laughs> um, Steven Adams. I love Steven Adams. I mean, just he's probably the best rebounder we have in the league, in my opinion. Especially on offense. Ex- especially offensive rebounding. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I just, you know, if I was forming a team and I need a key center that – I mean, Steven Adams isn't scoring for you, but, you know, he's not getting the touches, but a type of guy that you need to make that extra pass, to find the, find open guys, get the rebounds, defensive anchor, you know? Yeah. I love Steven Adams. And I think he's he's honestly a huge factor as to why I think the Grizzlies are going to the finals this year. Um, he's very under the radar, not a big stats guy. It doesn't all come shown in the stats, but – I'm a big fan of him, so I'm going to put him at five. Um, I know Vucevic is a great player. Bam, obviously. Um, I think Jared Allen is very, you know, he's finally starting to get talked about a little more. He's a tremendous player. Um, Robert Williams, he's very under the radar. He's another type of guy to where, you know, his stats don't show the value that he has to a team. Um, So those are some great guys. Um, He's right in front of my face, so I'm going to bring it up. Uh, Jakob Pertl, Celtics are interested in him. Uh, Should I care about that or – no. Yeah, I don't really think I do. I mean, <laughs> I think he'd be a great center to add along with us. I mean, he probably fills that Luke Cornett role, but, you know, he doesn't shoot threes. And I like Cornett, honestly. He does his job. He does his duty. Uh, la- last thing I say before we end the show today, um, and it's because they're playing well and he's a part of, like, the power forward center. Julius Randle, what do you think of him? He's good. He's a little undersized. Yeah, um, for sure. You know, there are guys that play the three that are bigger than him. Um, but yeah, he's a good player. He can shoot threes. He gets to the rack. Big guy. Averages 24 and a half, 10 and a half and four. Yeah. I mean, so, he's, I mean, he's been, he's been super dominant this year, but I don't think he's, he's the best player on a championship winning team. And I think that's obvious. Yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. I wasn't a big fan of him last year, but I've really been impressed with the way he's been playing this season. I think he's taken a pretty good leap on the offensive end this season. I mean, I mean, I don't know. he, you know, looking at his points per game, look at this career-wise. Um, this is just back from 2018 and on. 21, 19, 24, 20, and 24. First career, he's averaging 18. He's a scorer, man, underrated scorer. Yeah. But I, I'm just not a fan of his build. Yeah, but, me neither. But yeah, but as a power forward, like, I didn't even play him at the five, honestly. He's just not a shot blocker. 
You know, like on the defensive end, he's not blocking anything. He's not stopping anything at the rim. Yeah. But, but no, I think he's a solid guy. It'll be interesting to see how the Knicks do this season. I mean, they got three 20 point scores. Um, I don't think, I can't remember the last time I saw that since it was in Boston. So, um, should be interesting for the Knicks, see how they play out. All right. That was a fun episode. Always love talking about football and basketball. That's our primetime sports. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, Make sure to check out those playoff games Saturday and Sunday. You're not going to want to miss them. You won't regret it. Um, But that's going to do it for us this week. Um, And we'll see you guys next week. We should be back to our Thursday post. Um, This one was a Friday post, but we should be back to our regular schedule next week. Outside of that, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. 